American Abuse School. Don't do know we? what we want to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Let me. Uh, not. But again, I don't think we mocked it. But uh, if I no, can try no. and bring up the. I uh, think at no point did we say it wasn't horrific. Yeah, it's just. It's just like. Uh, again, we don't know how legitimate these are, but obviously we believe they are. Um, oh, okay, cool. I'll read out the, the comment because it's always good to respond live to the mm. comments. Again, it's all it's just interesting because you go, I don't, I didn't think we'd get these uh, kind of situations. Yeah. That, uh, this is from Stephen Jones. That article barely scratches the surface of what they put us through. The light sessions, for example, were often accompanied by sleep deprivation and virtual isolation, sometimes lasting days. The underwear checks, no, not bathing suits, were not really about modesty, but rather about humiliation and degradation. The place was run by a known mind control cult called the Community of Jesus, which still operates to this day in Cape God. Cape Cod, not God. I know you're laughing about it. I get it. But seriously, it was horrific. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're not, yeah, just to be clear, whatever we we got a dark sense of humour, but it's like, yeah, like it's genuinely, it is genuinely horrific. It's uh, yeah. perfectly fine, but it's just unfortunately through our own horrific lives, tend to laugh at uh, laugh at the horrific to try and normalise. I guess that's what it is. Yeah, the community of Jesus, yeah, Good old mind, mind control, control cult. cult. <laughs> I wouldn't like. I mean, it's it's a fairly unassuming name. Yeah, it's a community. I you think, know, Jesus, well, I everyone think loves all Jesus. kind of like all all kind of religious stuff has an air of sort of brainwashing about it. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. Mind control is a is a is an odd term. I accept brainwashing. Yeah. Mind control though feels like telekinesis. Well, you thought. Well, maybe. Like maybe that's what they were doing. They were trying to teach through the art of wheelchair Patrick Stewart, whatever he did. <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Weird college of people, and they're trying to... What was it? He could, like, read people's minds from his basement. He's <laughs> <laughs> a hero. Yeah. He's got a good hat on. If he puts on his virtual reality headset, yeah. he just looks into people's minds. Yeah. It's yeah. not a weird show at all, is it? X-Men. Always... Uh... Always probably good. But yeah, so yeah, it's good that we're getting out there, reaching yeah. people who've genuinely been uh, involved in the stories who've been uh, interested. I don't know if we can help. I doubt I, it. Like, I mean, we've been doing this for nearly five years now. We've definitely been recording oh. it for at least five years because there were yeah, the lost the weeks that never actually got published. Um, yeah. But like, I would have assumed that we'd have more interaction with fans than with victims by now. I think we have. I think we have. Well, I, I talk to our fans. I've got, a, I've got a community of people that I talk to. I just tell them, don't just don't speak to Steve. He doesn't like it. I, you can so, talk to me. Go can. ahead. Try. All right. So, everyone, <laughs> let's uh, bombard Steve with uh, with messages this week. A good, good, heartfelt, horrific hate mail messages. That'd be great. Yeah. At Sing It Steve. Go for it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, an Instagram. Make it a multimedia collage experience. It'd be quite fun. Yeah. No, but yeah, so we don't get much interaction, to be fair. But again, we're both quite, like, we got we both get quite uncomfortable when people trying to talk to us. And it's not... I don't know. I, I thought of an example today. I was watching some BBC comedy sketch, and it's just, like, 
the small talk, it, I, I don't react well to it. So like if someone's like, if, you, if someone brings you up, say, oh, you know, this lovely weather we're having, I just wanna, I just wanna choke them. You'd be like, why, I, I mean, sure, but like, why are you telling me this? Why is this the dedic, you could, we could do anything right now and you wanna talk about the coalition of clouds? <laughs> don't know, I don't understand. So it's like, yeah, I react quite violently to uh, a lot of uh, pithiness. I guess it's pithiness. Is that the right word? Yeah, just, just like... Just like small, you know, giving people immense joy from doing the minimum amount of effort. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like... Um, I don't know. Uh, no, because it's a bad example. I was going to say it's like eating popcorn or something. It's like... It's 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 kind of nice, but it doesn't do anything. But you you quite like popcorn. So I was trying to think yeah, of I, something I that works. I take it to an extreme. Uh, yeah, I try, yeah. You, you you eat nothing until it becomes something. Well, it's just like but you I know think what it's I mean. The... It's like airy. It's not there to fill you up or anything. It's not nourishing. It's just there. Well, it's just I, I want to. I like to put a lot of energy into stuff, and so when small talk is the opposite of that, it's like filling silence due to awkwardness. Yeah, I, I'd rather intensely incumbent, incumbent encompass the silence just yeah just embrace silent. the awkwardness of it just let's yeah. just stare at each other let's go off into different avenues it's like you know <laughs> start that conversation seed and go elsewhere but when yeah. it's like this is literally just so that someone could be like oh you know do you know that toads can't fly be like yes next <laughs> <laughs> or i would just take it i would just want to throw energy at it and it, it, yeah the, the kind of diffusion of energy is kind of not really my thing so yeah, well, I think we've had uh, we've had opportunities. We've had fans. We've chatted to people. But yeah, it's been uh, it's interesting when we get the victims of real life situations being like, it was really really horrific. We're like, yeah, we know, but it was funny as well, right? Yeah, yeah, mm. kind of from an outsider's perspective, maybe. I don't know. The goal of everything, in my opinion, should be to laugh at the at the horrors of life because there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Speaking of someone who's witnessed some of the horrors of life, it's helped me. Maybe it can help somebody else. Yeah. Since episode 256, we've, uh, you know, we've been uh, doing bits. Uh, I don't think so. uh, There was a weird kind of double check. I'm going from your uploads, and the last episode you uploaded was 255. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's 256. No, because you were editing this week. Oh, yeah. So we're episode 256. (laughs) Uh, We're going to... (laughs) We're going to get the intro right eventually. But yeah, yeah, it's at 257. Uh, and, uh, yeah, how are you, Steve? How are you? I'm fine. I'm great. It's good to know that everything that we're doing has, has such purpose. Um, yeah, no, good. I, I haven't made any notes this week because it feels like it's... I, it feels like I blinked and it's and suddenly we're recording again. Um, but I think maybe that's just busyness. Uh, got a new yeah. phone. First, to first, oh, wow. first time I've had one that that uses your face. Yours use your face. Yeah, it's weird. Isn't it? We got rid it's of all the buttons and stuff. Really, I like having a big button. Yeah, yeah. I missed. I the thought button. it was more secure. I thought it was more. It probably easy is. To I, do it. I, I've only I only had it today. It probably is more secure, and it probably is easier and more convenient. I'm just not down with change. It's not no, necessary. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it, it it's only yeah. it only had one big button. Why did you need to get rid of it? Well, it's button phobic, isn't it? 
That's what I'm saying. Is like it felt more secure with the button. Oh it felt right, more right, easy right. to use with the button. With the fingerprint, it took me a while to get used to. Well, that's just uh, it. Like, what if face. I've got? Like, I feel like there's more chance I've got someone. There's someone in the world that looks like me than there's someone in the world with my same fingerprint. Yeah, but I guess you could probably like pick a fingerprint. It's not like a proper fingerprint scanner. It's like a rough guess, I'd imagine. Yeah, pretty secure. But like, I, I, I imagine mean, I if think, they can but, copy that. But also, like, what if, what about the scenario in which like. Um, my phone contains like the uh, secrets that are important to like an like a uh, like like evil a, organization. An evil organization. Like I'd rather yeah. be in a situation where they're cutting off my thumb than cutting off my face. Well, they'd have to. Well, they could just hold it up to your face, can't they? I guess. <sighs> Maybe they're nice. I don't know. But Could yeah, it's, it's all the things that come along with it as well. Like the new touchscreeny feel seems odd. Yeah. And lots of. Uh, like trying to switch between applications took me ages to figure out. Uh, yes, yeah, press the button twice and then yeah, everything. Yeah. But no, now it's like swipe Don't here in this, in this particular <laughs> way. And then it, I'll get used to it. It's, it's, it's day one. Um, so yeah. it'll, be, it'll be fine. And uh, hey, good photos again. So whatever. Were um, they shit before? Yeah, well, I think my I think my last one was was an iPhone six S, and so that's like five years oldish before. And it's like it's like anything. It's like when you get it, you're like, oh, these are the best photos in the world, and then suddenly, a few years later, they're not. Um, <laughs> plus, it all yeah, slowed so down and stuff. Nice, and the, I found um... that by the time the camera app had opened, I'd missed whatever it was that I was trying to take a photo of, because apparently I'm only ever trying to take photos of things that are happening very quickly. They're fleeting. Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. Capturing I moments. I still use my uh, SLR for photo. I've never seen a reason to not use an SLR. Apart from not having one. It's been like, oh, this is much, That's much, just it. Uh, much, port- much easier and much, much like, better quality. I like, so I, I, I like the idea. Th- now that I've got a dog, which I'm comparing to having a child, because it is oh, comparable. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like being able to kind of take pictures of him when we're on walks and stuff like that. Um, and I don't like carrying a massive camera with me. My, ca- <laughs> my camera's quite big. Like, it's not just like a normal kind of SLR thing. It's big, mm. heavy thing. Um, plus, it's like, well, if I'm going to take it out, it's a bit of a liability because if it breaks, that's my whole livelihood. Fucked. Um, <laughs> so I need to kind of like be more can, mindful of it, I guess. You can break all your phones, I guess. Yeah. It's fair enough. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, there was that. Uh, went to the pet shop without the dog. She was pretty pissed off. Fun. The the woman at the pet she? shop. The the woman oh. at the pet shop was was pretty. You're annoyed. not a fucking dog. Yeah. Where's oh. where's your, you're like where, yeah where, where's your dog? Can't come without your dog. I I oh. mean I, he's he's at home. Oh. <laughs> I came to buy go... stuff for him. <laughs> <laughs> you're just yeah. motivating me to not come here. I guess. Yeah. I'll just get better quality stuff online. Yeah. She was she was she was nice. She just she just wanted to see just the dog. Didn't like you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I bought some hooves. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, but that's uh, that's that's it. That's that's busy the, week. I say Phone good hooves. week. That was just today. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, yeah I think it's been like six to five days or something. But work busy being busy, I guess. Isn't yeah, it? it's been a it's been a it's been a yeah busy week. But then that's every fucking week at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, but you abandoned those kids, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. Finished yeah. working with the kids um, and started on a new batch Other people's of, kids. Uh, of, of videos with with another company. Finishing off a short film for someone else. It's 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 a lot. 
It's a lot. I took up. I took yeah. on far more last month than I was actually than than I actually uh, was able to do. So it's just kind of just pushing and to to get it finished. Nice. We're starting to. Oh, better to be uh, busy than stressed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. always good. Busy with money is fine. It's it's working. Yeah, you can get a new uh, another greenhouse if you work hard enough. Yeah, put that one where there's no sun as well. Yeah, just pop it on the roof. Yeah. Get yourself one of those uh, pigeon collectors. Yeah. Be set for life. Harvested some cucumbers today. Wow. Mm. Life's crazy. Life's living life on the edge. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else love a, pretty love much cucumber, died. Um, yeah. But the cucumbers worked. They worked. It's well, they, they grew. You're going to pickle them? Um, I think it's it's down to Vix really what she wants to do, but I think I think they're being pickled. Yeah, have to check out the see what the committee says. Yeah, maybe maybe it's pickle season. Who knows? Yeah, pickling pickle cucumbers are banging. That's what a pickle is, isn't it? Um, I think so. Yeah, gherkins are like tiny cucumbers, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, something like that. But they're like bumpy. Maybe from all the pickling. Yeah, throw it at a wall before before you do it. It'll be good. How's your week oh, yeah. been, anyway? Oh, I never ask you because I, I, I you don't want care. you to seem like I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's all right. Stabilising, just uh, trying to get healthy, trying to do stuff. Yeah, seeing people. All my friends are having kids, which is like the, worst, the old cliche. It? But it's uh, it's very weird, especially obviously like loads of people I know are like. I would never have. Well, it's not. I would never thought they'd have kids. But you'd be like, I just, I see them as the twenty-three-year-olds with kids. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's just great news for everybody. But I've always felt that, like, when, when, uh, when you have a kid, your life ends, and then you have to adopt the life of somebody else, just like some fictional good character who wakes up at the same time every morning, you know, buys milk every Monday. Yeah, you know, just reliability, stability, you know, routine. You become kind of like like. Have you seen those? Um, there's all, there's there's a stereotypical thing of like in in some movies, like you get a high powered executive, and then like they've always got this assistant that's ab- absolutely just fucking hates their life, but they're just kind of stuck, mm. um, and they're they're just so busy all the time dealing with all of these stupid requests and stuff. Like, I it's it's eleven it's eleven p.m. I need to I need a I need a llama and a beer. Go. And it's like, well, I'm trying to live my life and whatever, but they don't get a life. That's what it is being a parent. You are you, you, being an intern. Yeah, you 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 are dealing. You are stuck dealing with the the whims of this. I was going to say man child, but child child just child um, that um, that <laughs> that um, has lots of ideas as to what it wants, but doesn't really understand why it wants them, and is insistent on just uh, ruining your life. <laughs> well, I'm, I have a totally opposite view of it, but yeah, this is always good, isn't it? No, like, I, I understand. It, it ends, ends your life. It's like, um, it's a hundred percent. It's just a it's a big commitment, and it is like a life changing thing. Yeah. You are a different person. Yeah, well, it's, if you, you uh, I think a lot of the time people looking for purpose and not finding it. Yeah. And then when you have a kid, it's a very clear cut, very easy to understand willing activity you're like well this is the purpose now it's because it's what we do like we it's yeah, what we're like, meant to do yeah but it's 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 always funny like um how different people see it because people see it as like your 
as you, as you said, kind of like you're at the whims of this other, of this child that kind of doesn't know what's going on. Like the best advice I heard parenting wise was from a guy who was like, you know, the child doesn't sleep when it wants. You know that, right? It sleeps when I tell it to sleep because otherwise it gets fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so like, he goes like, well, you got all these parents that are like, the baby needs to sleep, baby's asleep. Okay, now we can go do all the stuff that we want to do. Yeah. And you go, if you do that, your life's chaos. Yeah. So you just go, no, we go to bed at this time. You sleep for this time. You know, there's obviously a bit more sleep for children or whatever, but you go like, no, you're awake at this time and then we do things. Yeah. And then that means you go to bed at this time and then we do things. And it's not like uh, send your kids to bed early because you don't want to deal with them. It's like, no, you knacker them out, you educate them, you deal with them. But that comes into a whole part of like, yeah, when you have a kid, you gain that purpose. You're like, well, I need to be up at six because I need to do my stuff before the, everyone wakes up. Yeah. then go do out and do shit but yeah it's yeah, it's, it's a good thing obviously uh, they're good people that i know who are having kids it's just uh yeah it's always like a weird thing but yeah i'm trying to leech that kind of uh, intense focus off mm. of some of them so like yeah trying to be a bit more what i what i've done in the past many times is just like get right on the focus train and do everything for a purpose yeah so trying to get but the under thing that. is the good thing about the good, the good thing if you're an unfocused person and scatterbrained and whatnot and you're going into being a parent like it's not like you don't need willpower because you've got no choice like you've got it's you don't have a choice but to become a better person become more organized and become more focused or whatever whereas if you're trying to implement it in your life without that kind of force it, it not not that it, it's more difficult, but it's definitely more difficult to focus and to concentrate because you have a choice. You can get distracted because well, nothing's relying on you to live. But that's making the assumption that you don't have a choice if you become a parent. There's loads of people who abandon their kids and, you know, don't give <laughs> yeah. a fuck. Uh, but, like, yeah, the assumption is that uh, I think you and I anyway share is that, like, yeah, it's an important thing to be a good parent. Lots of people are like, well, then, then you've got to... And hopefully the stars align because it can happen in such a bad way that there's nothing you can do to mm. kind of to kind of deal with it. But, like, yeah, so I've got a lot of... Uh, a lot of people I know are just kind of like, right, yeah, well, I've got to do real things now. Which means, like, it, which essentially starts with, you just need to be way more organised. Mm. So every day has to have a purpose and an end result. It can't just be like, what did you do on Saturday? Oh, you know, I just chilled. You're like, well, no, that's not good enough. You need to have an actual productive day-to-day -day life. So, and that's something I've, I, I definitely embraced at multiple times in my life. So I'd be like, oh, maybe... Uh, Start being more organised. Yeah. Try and do that. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's just uh, get, getting in that mindset again. I think the last samurai got me into that mindset once. Yeah. I've just, I just used to incrementally increase the productivity of every day. And then I saw last samurai. I was like, oh, I can double this. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe I just didn't like Tom Cruise. Well, I could be a better samurai than Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Loser. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's episode two five something. Uh, in the news, we got. <laughs> to be fair, it's been uh, uh, exhausting as well. Like a weird, uh, weird couple of weird couple of months. Need to get back onto the production train as well. I think that's the other thing. Is we kind of like fell into the easy way of doing the podcasts, like 
over online and stuff. And it's yeah. like, oh, we could just kind of bang it out and just keep it alive. Need to revitalize, I think. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's with good reason. Like the the production wise, we are essentially in hibernation while we while we sort our lives out and and do other yeah. things and and reignite our passion for it. I guess. <laughs> Has your passion died? Um, no, no. Yeah. Just needs reigniting. Yeah. Fair <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's, it's it's not. It's not dead. Um, it's just. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know. It's it's fitting things in. That's all. Like you messaged me today. I was like, I'm I'm up for it, but I've got nothing. And it's the it's the going from nothing to having something um, in a short. Again, like the the podcast is one thing that I'm just like I'm horribly organised with. As far as uh, the one and, thing, yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it, I, no. It, to be fair, I said yeah. it's one thing. Not the one ah, thing. Yeah. Um, but, um, well, I think as well as it, I've always been perplexed a little bit with your organization stuff. Yeah. But like, I imagine that it's, and then when you throw a dog into it as well, that mm. adds more time restrictions that kind of yeah. take time yeah. to get I mean, stabilized I still, as well. I still haven't been back to the gym since we got the dog. Um, mm. Again, just it's it's finding time in the day. Now I am at a point now where I think I could just about start, but it will require a certain amount of kind of um, military esque precision in the mornings, which I'm not good at. Like, <laughs> as in, like I'm, I'm I'm good at getting I'm good at getting up and um, uh, being about and getting ready and everything. Um, yeah, uh, which is which is fine, but it's like. I'll I'll fall, I'll really easily like fall into a fucking YouTube hole at half six in the morning or something like that when I should just be getting okay. out and going and walking the dog so I can be ready to kind of start the day at half eight or whatever. Right. But then and suddenly like I've yeah it's and and things things slip away even though I'm up and about and it's like it's stupid wastes of time that aren't yeah, things yeah. that I don't need to do but it, it, it's like old habits die hard and all that. Yeah, so like we used to be like the phone thing where it's always like you just get stuck in a, a phone hole yeah. or something online. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. If, if the military-esque discipline side is that you don't watch YouTube for two hours when you wake up, that could be good. <laughs> I'm not sure how military it is, but yeah, it'll definitely help. No, it's just it's doing things with timings. Like I've I've tried to I've I've written down a number of times. Like okay, do this at this time, and then this at this time, and this at this time, and then Cook this all egg. of that stuff two that minutes. you're bothered about trying to get done in the morning, you can actually fit into two hours. Yeah. Um, but there's little bits in between everything where you're wasting time, and suddenly it's taken a lot longer than it should have. Fair enough. Um, so that, that's well, what I mean. that's what I mean. It's not military esque, but just being di- <laughs> just being more stop disciplined. Wasting, we'll just stop wasting time in holes i guess yeah because i like used to read in the morning as well and i've stopped doing that it's a waste yeah reading's a waste burn your books <laughs> tell the neighbors you're burning all your books <laughs> throw your armbands on the fire and be like fuck it i'm gonna cook this egg for only two minutes oh never had a two minute egg no no maybe fr- them maybe if overcooked. it was fried or something or scrambled but not not but not two minute boiled yeah just get it get that boiling point ready then show, keep your hands in it when you put it in. Put it in with your hand and just scream at it. <laughs> Two minute egg. Yeah. Anyway, another news. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, 
it's uh, yeah, imagine the, yeah, the the uh, new dog as well takes a while to get stabilized and stuff like yeah, that. It's, then, yeah, it's definitely getting there. I think, uh, There's been a level now where it's all I don't I can't remember what I talked about last time. Um, but there has definitely yeah. been, like they say, with 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 rescues, there's periods of three days, three weeks, and three months. And at each of those marks, you should notice sort of like um, significant kind of changes in behaviour, like as in, as they kind of settle in. Um, right. And it's not we've not hit a three month mark yet. I think it's I think it's just over two months. Um, but um, yeah, it, in the past sort of ten days or and whatnot, he's just he's calmed down and just kind of leveled out and gotten used to everything it's, it's there's a there's an odd kind of change but it could also <laughs> be because of his age as well like he's he's starting to kind of yeah, yeah not mellow but like he's coming into himself a bit more well he's not afraid he's going to be kicked out of the house yeah i mean he yeah there feels that. yeah and he understands what's his and what isn't his now and everything so it's yeah all that yeah. shit that was stressing me out on like week three or whatever um <laughs> is all it's 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 fine now Nice. It's like it's now if he takes a shoe or a sock or something and fucks off with it or a cushion, it's charming because it doesn't happen very often. And it's 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 just I don't know. It's quirky. It's funny. Um, But um, when it's like when it was like just take all of the stuff all the time, it was stressful. Mm. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's bound to stabilize and stuff. And then, yeah, I think. that's we got onto that because it's kind of like easier to kind of slot in a online call rather yeah. than me driving for hours and setting stuff up and then hammer angles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but we should we'll get back to it. But yeah, it's a bit of news this week. Not much. Been a very uneventful week, I think, because of the Taliban just kind of like being uh, yeah, in government. I've got it a couple of everything Taliban related things. Yeah, I I don't because I just that's all I saw and I never th- I don't think I saw anything that interesting about it. But um, Daniel Stevens, twenty five of Blenavon, Torfeyan. I don't know what that is. No, this happened in Wales, so maybe it's near Wales. No. Was found beneath a BMW in a car park on High Street, Kaimer Ronda Kainon Taff, on twelfth of August. He died after the jack he'd been using to hold the car collapsed uh, um, he was trying to steal like uh, part of the car oh fuck him then <laughs> so like i don't know how many times you've cut like days what like daisily in the morning kind of woken up and got into your car and be like right i'm gonna start my day and there's a dead criminal underneath you yeah <laughs> you're like hello yeah <laughs> i think he was trying to i can't but, remember like, what he was trying to steal whatever you're stealing like if it's i mean if there's a point where it's that valuable and you know that much about it then Invest in your tools. Get a spotter. Get someone else to help out. And then, they, but then you've got to split the cost. Just the, get a the better price, jack. A jack yeah. shouldn't be able to collapse. Yeah, but uh, obviously, wait, don't blame your tools. Maybe he was doing something wrong. Maybe he tried to steal everything except the thing he was trying to steal. Yeah. And it all just came with him. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like him. those Wile E. Coyote cartoons where he's cutting up the branch and he's standing on the bit that's going to fall off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The car's owner told the inquest in Pontypridd that he noticed Mr. Stevens' legs protruding from under his BMW. After <laughs> finding him with no signs of life under his car, he called the emergency services. So he's uh, not really doing much. Hello? Yeah. I Give mean, him a kick. Call the AA first. <laughs> yeah, my car's broke. <laughs> Some guy's jammed inside it. 
PC Leah Jeffries, who was at the scene, told the inquest Mr. Stephen was cold and stiff, and she could see that his chest was crushed. That's right. That's so he's good. suffocated, yeah. Well, <laughs> it is suffocation, technically, isn't it? Well, I don't know. It depends. Because, like, crushed can mean, like, impounded. You know yeah. what I mean? It could be like the car was in his chest. And right. you'd be like, maybe he suffocated, but could also, like, just, like, organs stabbed with your body, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it was then that she noticed a car jack and a torch alongside his body. So. Yeah, he had a torch. He was prepared. Mr. Stevens' friend Aaron Godfrey, with whom he had been living in... Innis... <laughs> Jesus Wales. Christ. Yeah. Innisibul, weeks before he died, told the inquest Mr. Stevens had been down and stressed because he needed money for a court case to gain access to his children. While Mr. I Godfrey need told money his friend... for a court case, so I'm going <laughs> to steal it. Going to go to prison. Yeah, just gonna go steal, uh, steal and sell. I can understand. It's kind of like Des oh, okay, do anything times, for your kids. measures, all that. You get more focused. You get more militaristic with your reading in the mornings, and you go out and you steal some guy's muffler from under his BMW. Right, you got a kid. <laughs> uh, while he told his friend not to do anything stupid, Mr. Stevens planned to steal a catalytic, a catalytic, catalytic converter, converter from a BMW because he knew he could sell it. Low levels of tramadol and alcohol were also found in <laughs> his blood. Why did he know he could sell it? Just at the pub. <laughs> you so. need a catalytic converter? <laughs> yeah? All right, uh, give me a minute. No, but I've got a BMW. Ah, you're going to need to buy one tomorrow. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> sell it back to the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But like, I like the idea that... Because all before that, you're like, oh, you know, desperate times, desperate measures, kids, he wants access to his kids. But he's also got tramadol and alcohol in his blood. So it's like he wants that, but he also wants some good old tramadol nights. Yeah. Just to, uh, just to get high and do stuff. But again, not one to judge. I've just never been addicted to those drugs, I guess. Mm. But it's all, it always seems funny for me. Well, it's not funny, but it always seems, I guess, tragic, but incomprehensible to me that um, people can be both broke and desperate for money, but also spending that money on stuff that they don't need. Mm. So, like, yeah, being, like, a drug addict and, you know, saying they need money and you give them money and then they spend it all on drugs. You're like, so do you need the money or do you need the drugs? Which one yeah. do you want? How do you work it out? But I'm talking from a point of personal privilege. Not, uh, <laughs> I, just, I just take those things very, very seriously. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, in other news, it's all, this wasn't really a funny thing. It's just something that I found quite weird. New York City is having loads of storms. Like yeah. hurricanes and shit. Okay. And so loads of people who live in basements are drowning to death. Oh. Like, it's one of those weird things. It's like, I don't understand. Like, America has, like, Tornado Alley. And all, a lot of the houses built in Tornado Alley are made of wood. Yeah. So you're like, are you making them out of wood because of it's cheap or are you doing it because fuck it this house can burn to the ground i'll just build another one out of wood yeah or do you not just listen to the three little pigs or the whatever it was and build your house out of bricks <laughs> yeah yeah or maybe it's that the house is going to get fucked either way and it's cheaper to repair the wooden one maybe but then why not like invest in tornado proofing your house just, i guess just live underground like tell. a mole person if you want to live there then you get drowned by, by uh, all the water. You know what mm. I mean? Just live in a tree. Really big tree. 
<laughs> just no, like, move. Just, like, just get bunker yourself, you know what I mean? I don't know. It seems it just seems odd. But yeah, in New York... And I kind of say in New York City, because, like, it's uh, lots... There's not much real estate, so they're like, fuck it, at a basement. I've, I thought I would have encountered more houses with basements than I currently have ever experienced. I think maybe one or two houses have had basements. Yeah, not many. Yeah. And it feels like that would... I mean, I think I, re, I did look up briefly. It's surprisingly cheap to extend a basement into your house. Oh, yeah. But there's lots of uh, restrictions to how far the walls of the basement can be from the boundaries of your property. Right, got you. So, like, it would be like a very... It wouldn't be like, say, your floor plan was your living room. You couldn't have a basement that was the size of your living room. It would have to be, like, more narrow. So, and yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I was surprised that... Uh, yeah, in, in a country that has storms regularly, and New York City has had regularly had storms, as far as I know, like, to have basements that are bound to never be flood-proof enough and for people to live in them. Seems odd. Well, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't get a why... How come you drown? Like, well, why don't you get out from faster? Upstairs, I guess. Maybe you're asleep. I don't know. Yeah, but if, even if you're asleep, it's only... You're going to wake hole? up when it, hit, when it gets to bed height, right? Maybe, maybe they're in like they've just woken up. They're in a YouTube hole, and they're just like, "I'll get, I'll get round to I'll it." Do it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do it in a minute. Dog's still crated, <laughs> drowning. Yeah. Well, it's not that many people, right? Apparently, uh, eleven people have been confirmed dead in New York and New Jersey, in addition to six in Louisiana and Mississippi. So it could just be, you know, they had a heart attack and fell in the river. I don't know. Right. But um, it's not that many people. But yeah, it's just weird to have basements that aren't completely floodproof, which you can never really be because you can't predict the world. But uh, have it in a storm states. Mm. But yeah, loads of people without power. Winds reached 170 miles an hour. Like, is that a lot for a wind? I guess it is. Don't know. Faster than Usain Bolt in it, I think. Uh, a bit. Yeah. Load of Usain Bolts running around. They've deployed the military. Which is always funny. There's a storm. Deploy the National Guard. Yeah. Shoot right. in the storm. Just... <laughs> <laughs> well, they also uh, deployed all the drones, which is funny. 170 miles an hour. The, the drones? The drones <laughs> Fucking stupid. Well, no, it's, like, it's a response, right? You've got to figure out the damage and yeah, where to send it, people. You wouldn't, you wouldn't fly a helicopter in a, in, in a hurricane. That's true, like but that's because there's people thing. in it. Yeah, but like remote control RC little drone. I guess when once it's died down, maybe that's what they're saying to help assess the damage. So I guess like post, send people out to see if they can figure out what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, weird having basements in uh, storm countries, especially and yeah, and houses out of wood in a windy, with a very windy place. Another yeah. interesting. Oh, uh, just just to note on oh. that, one hundred and sixty-three point seven miles an hour is the fastest uh, tennis serve. Oh, so it's good. That, that hurricane's faster than tennis, is what you yeah. saying? Yeah. Yeah. Fifteen love. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> in other news. Um, I think this was in England. Uh, yeah, in England. The Attorney General, I didn't know we had those in England, has been asked to review a sentence given to a right-wing extremist for terrorism. Right. So someone's been uh, given a sentence for right-wing extreme terrorism. 
Ben John was handed the 24-month sentence suspended for two years at Leicester Crown Court. According to the media reports, the 21-year-old was also ordered by a judge to read classic novels like Pride and Prejudice, then returned to court in January. <laughs> Go read a book. <laughs> Terrorism. Have you even read Pride and Prejudice? <laughs> Go read it. Come back. Then we'll deal with this. Yeah. In a letter, campaign group Hope Not Hate asked for there to be a review of this case. So the Hope, the Hope Society was like, we would have hoped you would have condemned this terrorist for more than reading a book and uh, suspended sentence. John of Addison Drive, Lincoln, was found guilty of possessing a record of information likely to be useful to a person committing or preparing an act of terrorism. So he had a book. Like, something like, not the Hitchhiker's Guide, what's the other one? The Anarchist Cookbook. All right, yeah. Maybe he's got something like that. The offence under the Terrorism Act, which has a maximum sentence of 15 years, was brought following the discovery of a computer of a publication containing diagrams and instructions on how to construct various explosive devices. Okay, yeah. Uh, Lincolnshire said he also had 68,000 documents downloaded on hard drive, which contained a wealth of white supremacist and anti-Semitic material. Oh. I think that's, again, he could be totally innocent, but I think that's part of the, well, we can prove that something weird's going on that we disagree with when he's got 67 or 68,000 Word documents, but just, we hate Jews. <laughs> All right. You know. Yeah. During the sentencing hearing, Judge Timothy Spencer is reported to have asked, have you read John Dickens, uh, Charles Dickens? Have you read Jane Austen? Or Austin. Uh, start with Pride and Prejudice and Dickens' A Tale of Two Cities. Uh, Shakespeare's Twelfth Night. Uh, think about Hardy. Think about Trollope. On January 4th, you'll tell me what you've read and I'll test you. This is a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> the guy. <laughs> it's like, some, you know, like, uh, like uh, I don't know, say. Um, Say you you did a bit of building work when you were young, right? And then, like, forever on in the rest of your life, you're always like, oh, that that, that flu's a bit dodgy. I could probably fix it up for you. You know, it's been a while, but I can probably do it. I like the idea that this guy was just an English teacher once, and now he's, like, a judge on terrorism cases, but he's yeah. still like, you know, I want to give you a B, yeah. but I can see you've cheated, so go away and read it again, and then we'll do a retest, and then on parents' evening, I'm trying to sort <laughs> something out. The open letter written by Hope Not Hate's chief executive stated a suspended sentence and a suggested reading list of English classics for a terror conviction is unduly lenient for a crime of this nature. Yeah, I think so. Like, if it was a, if it was a properly severe sentence and a reading list, you know, maybe he's just trying to help. The guy <laughs> loves reading. He's got 68,000 documents. Yeah. <laughs> loves to read. But he just hasn't read much Twelfth Night. No. <laughs> In other news, uh, I'll explain why I think this is funny afterwards. It's not funny because of minorities. Richard Brumby's lifeline is horse riding, but since the pandemic began, he's been able he's been unable to take part in lessons. Mr. Brumby of Spondon Derby became fully blind when he was 18. He loves horse riding, blind. He's also deaf, sure, and has autism. Uh, his first lesson back was a success 
says his coach. Um, so he's a blind and deaf guy. I don't, I don't give a shit or care or understand whether autism has an effect on horse riding, but being blind and deaf, I can see having somewhat of a hurdle to jump over, right? Uh, yeah, I'm surprised. I mean, like, you're not allowed to drive if you're blind and deaf. I think if you are you you allowed to do th I mean like I think you could you're allowed you may be allowed to experience the horses in the same way that you can swim with dolphins if you're blind and deaf. Um, Maybe but like I wouldn't put you on one. And then as well, and then I guess... send you off into the woods. Yeah, just just go. <laughs> but I think like I think legally deaf and legally blind can mean that you can still see, but not right. to a certain level. Yeah. But I don't think he, he said it says fully blind. He's fully blind and also deaf. So I'd imagine he's blind and deaf. But the way that and again, this isn't like a criticism. It's just it's just interesting because how do you teach someone or how do you guide someone to horse ride? When they're fully blind and deaf. Well, uh, they use. What, what do you think they use? Uh, I don't. I don't like some fully kind blind. of weird kind of shock collar. I think that's genuinely what they use. Oh really? Yeah. Well, like they call it a buzzer system, but a right. buzzer system. He's not going to hear it if he's if he's fully deaf. No, but it'd be like a vibrate thing or something. Yeah, it? it'll be like. Yeah, just like like he's some kind of VR person yeah. that somebody else is riding the horse. Just gives them vibrations on one side, so he turns to one side, and vibrations yeah. on the other. I mean, the advantage of like of trying to ride a horse in that condition as opposed to trying to like drive a car is the car's not going to stop you driving off a cliff. Like, but the, <laughs> but the horse is somewhat sentient, and it's not going to do something that's going to hurt it. Yeah, I mean, when it when a horse is running it's, around a you, horse You're racetrack. not going to have to tell the horse to avoid trees, for example. It yeah. will just do that. And then it could just be in an enclosed, in a safe environment, right? Where it's like yeah. there's no other things to go by. That's I mean, yeah, fuck. When a, when a horse goes around a horse racing track and it sees like a white gazebo, it's like, oh, that's weird. But it doesn't think that like, oh, that's, that's the execution tent. You know, yeah. kind of. It has some sentience, but not full sentience. Mm. But again, it's all—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's more interesting to me to be like, how do you do that? Oh, you just like vibrate them around to do that, and I guess that would kind of work. Wire them up, yeah, yeah, and then like the Wi-Fi goes down, and then <laughs> I don't know, something terrible happens. I don't yeah. know. In other news, uh, Wally's Quarry has employed a smell counselor. Smell. Yeah, the stench of this landfill is giving the surrounding area mental health issues. <laughs> so the the landfill has said, well, it's time we got our own personal counsellor. Is it? Is that local? Uh, yeah, it's Staffordshire. Wally's Quarry in Staffordshire. Yeah, so there's one, I think there's one in Newcastle that people have been complaining about for a long time. Mm. And you, like, for a few days a week, you'll get just this stench just drifting across the town. And it's like, I, I totally get the complaints, but like, what do you want them to do? Do you know what I mean? It's like, you know, you can get more technology, maybe like a heavy financial investment to try and do that. But it's literally just a pile of garbage. Yeah. 
So like, it's not that, I mean, what, yeah, what do you want them to do? The chari uh, people whose depression is being linked to bad smells from a landfill site are being offered counselling from a full-time professional. The charity Mind and an NHS Trust have advertised for a dedicated role to support neighbours of Wally's Quarry in Staffordshire. The site has been the centre for thousands of complaints about odours for several months. The quarry has said it's working to resolve the matters. But it's like, well, I mean, we're getting rid of it, yeah. but there's more coming in. Yeah. What do you want? This is a terrible place for a landfill. We know, but we're here. What do you want? Well, I don't think there's a good place for a landfill. Well, I guess like further away. I guess it's kind of like if you if it's the just moon? a place of dumping stuff. Yeah. Then yeah, there's no good place. But if it's like, look, we're going to pile it all here and then sort it. So like, ah, oh, maybe there's a just a bit further away. Yeah. Don't know. But yeah, it's got its own personal counselor now. Oh. So someone goes, oh, you smell bad. Oh. It seems so, such a, it seems like that's the way the quarry's trying to resolve it. But like, well, we can't invest in solar power or so, you know, something crazy like setting it to the moon. But it's like, well, we can just like hire a counsellor to see if it stops people's feelings from getting hurt. Your feelings hurt from this smell. Yeah. I totally it's, understand it's, how it it's could how be. They, it's how they fucking do it, though. It's the same as the... I, I, I got pissed off with the water companies around here doing that because they sent us this pack through it was like, put this in your toilet and then put this egg, glue this egg timer to the wall in your shower. Um, and, uh, and every time you have a shower, turn it round and that's how long you've got to have a shower. And you'll, uh, you'll save uh, this much water every year. In the meantime, well, all they've done is worked out it's cheaper to send us that shit and get us to save water than it is for them to fix their fucking pipes. Because the water's not get getting to you. But no, because because there's there's tons and tons and tons and tons of wasted water that just falls out of pipes and into the earth of cracked pipes that should have been fixed and maintained and whatever over yeah. decades that they've just completely ignored. And rather than fix those, they send everyone in the county like um, little packs of uh, te teaching them teaching them how to save water because the, because that is cheaper to do that than it is for them to fix the pipes when i oh. understand we should all be like we should all make yeah. an effort no one should be wasting water i get that but that's not why you're sending this shit you're sending it because you're shirking your responsibilities because it's easier to tell us what to do is that is that an assumption or is that like no a no thing? like they did like a, it's they, like they could do both i guess they, but they, if, I, if, if they're not doing the other fully one, on then, board yeah. with doing both um, but yeah. they did. They did. They, they've done a bunch of studies of, of how much water gets wasted, um, mm. and they 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 worked out that um, more gets wasted by f just disappearing through broken pipes than we mm. would be able to save as a populace um, by by enacting these measures. And they've said they don't want to. They don't want to do that. But they just that no one's no one's going to make them. So, but but sorry. The, but like I say, is it an assumption as in, is it assumed that they're just not bothering with it or are they actively saying it's not worth the investment? Um, well, they're not, they're, they're not saying anything. Right. I'd, okay. I would, I would say it's, it's definitely assumed by, by critics because the water companies aren't saying, well, we're not going to fix, yeah, fix yeah. it. Um, but, because they are, sorry, because they are saying they're not going to fix it. No, 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 no. no. Okay. Cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, if it was both, then I think everyone would obviously be on board. But yeah, if it's just like, instead of doing that, let's just make the pub, let's make the peasants 
have shorter showers. That's <laughs> <laughs> perfectly capable, dude. Yeah, meanwhile, we're filling up our hot tub four times. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we're irresponsible. Oh, uh, a feel-good story. A genuine, I guess, oh, feel-good story. But it's something that I don't, don't understand. It's, well, it's a genuine good story. Uh, Johnny Sanders has said that he's noticed a number of litter pickers working separately around his town of Shifnal in Shropshire. He decided to set up a Wombles group to bring them together and now has more than 330 members online. He first began picking litter about 18 months ago when, as a runner and dog walker, he started noticing more and more litter around the town. That's good yeah. community wanting to clean up his community it started off as a way to curb my anger he said i don't get that you don't get like, angry when you see people dropping litter not to that extent i think uh, if you were uh, in and around it every day but then i would go attack those people slaughter those people <laughs> and all of their bloodline <laughs> leave a message on their door in a, with a knife written in their own in the youngest child's blood yeah and be like, don't litter. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but like, if you're if you're angry, it feels really weird to be like, it's like a footloose moment where you're like, instead of when you get really angry, instead of like screaming to the heavens, you go and like pick up crisps. Yeah. Do I don't I mean? know. Like, it's, I I get pissed off when people don't pick up their dog shit. Like, so you go like that, right? You go, okay, I can I can I can understand that, but to resolve that anger. Do you go and pick up their dog shit? No. Or would you feel better about it if they picked up their dog I shit? Would only, I would only pick up their dog shit if I already knew where they lived so I could throw it at their house. Exactly. That feels like the way that you would curb your anger with it is yeah. to be like, deal with the situation. You're not angry that there is litter. The anger is the seeing people litter. That's where the anger is. It's a shame that there is litter. And yeah, sure, clean up the litter. But not out of anger. Mm. Seems odd. But maybe I'm just a twisted person. People have a horrible habit of bagging their dog poo and hanging it in trees. And that really did wind me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like to another extent. I mean, like, I've never had any issue with picking up dog shit. But, like, I no. imagine people's initial reaction, the actual revulsion is the picking up of the dog shit. Not the putting it in a bin. Yeah, but the thing is, I, it, it happens so often that you get out, you're over it by day one. Well, it's just, it's just if you were going to be disgusted by it, you wouldn't pick it up at all. No, I could I could see that as like, oh, people, you know, again, get over yourself. Well, the ones like, that's what that's the wall, not the I'm going to pick it up and decorate this tree with it. Well, the ones <laughs> I've heard about for that though are people pick it up um, and and bag it. But they're like going on a long walk and it's meant to be like a circular. So the idea is when they come back around, they'll get the bag and, um, and, and, and then bin it rather than carrying it all the way around the walk with them. But if you were they don't do, that, do it. Why hang it in a tree? I don't know. Like put it by a, the side of the path. Yeah. And I even was then walking... carrying, do like do most dog shit bags are scented. I've never smelt dog shit while I'm carrying a bag of dog shit. But I'm quite tall. Yeah, you are further away from it. Yeah, I don't know. I have to hold mine higher because he still has a tendency to snap at it sometimes, which is, <laughs> which is gross. Well, that's why they put it in the trees, I guess. He's caught it once and then he looked at me like I poisoned him. Like, I, I didn't make you eat it. You knew what was in it. You've just watched me pick it up. I'll go yeah. one further. You've just watched it come out of your ass. <laughs> 
And like my where I, the 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 hikes that I go on are quite sparse for bins. Yeah. And like it's been a whole community paper thing about it, but like it's still not a big deal. You carry a tennis ball. Yeah. Like you can't carry a bag. Like, yeah, just yeah. Chill out. Don't it, I mean, I th- I was walking around Canuck, um with the dog a few days ago, and like they, um, I think they around the chase. Yeah, they employ mm. like a stick and flick method. Um, okay. Which which is a a thing apparently in national parks, wherein if the dog does it at the side of the path, um, or anywhere like that, you just leave it. Like, and they don't care because they're because because they have such a problem with people leaving these bags around that they're like fuck it just leave it it'll rot down but if if the dog shits in the middle of the path where people are likely to walk into it you find a stick and flick it into the hedgerow <laughs> big golf enthusiast <laughs> yeah mechanic way yeah fair enough <laughs> which makes sense like I I get it but it's sure again but it, it's that it's that well, why can't why why are you incapable of carrying your bags. I found it weird that you can't put dog shit in compost, like for the yeah. recycling. Yeah, I found that weird. Well, they're all they're all composting bags as well. The ones yeah, that well, we even, use anyway. Even without the bags, I just had a weed bin full of dog shit, and they were like, "No, like, but it's compost. It's yeah. garden waste, right? Yeah, it's the same." So yeah, I thought that was weird. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, lastly, uh, the same about this uh, dog walker with the dog shit trees. A uh, keen walker, a member of the Wombles uh, group, said it's an excuse to go out in the countryside and pick up litter. Yeah, but do you need an excuse to do that? Yeah. Apart from picking up litter. Mm. Just doing it. I found a 2005 crisp packet, a 2009 crisp packet, and last week I found one from 2011. Blowing across the middle of a field along a public right of way, Jesus where it has Christ. been for the last years, ten years, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Mike. <laughs> You're the same person who said you need an excuse to go out into the countryside and pick up litter. Yeah. You're collecting and documenting crisps. <laughs> good, good on you. That's perfectly fine. But like, yeah, yeah. military discipline. Huh? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't go into a YouTube hole. He goes into a crisp packet hole. Yeah. And starts wondering about the history of this packet of crisps. Not considering for a moment that maybe they're just... They were only sold last week. They were just expired. Yeah. It's my assumption. <laughs> Poirot. Um, I don't know. But yeah, it's, a, uh, it's me this week. I'm a first, uh, first packet of Monster Munch in years the other day. They were right. Which year? What were they doing for the past 10 years? I, I don't know. I didn't check the date on it, to be fair. But it's yeah. Monster Munch. I don't think much has changed. Although, I, I, I was never. I like the pickled onion ones, but I was never much of a fan. I think when I used to eat it when I was a kid, it was all. It was like beef and something, and that flavour's just disappeared off the planet. I can't find it now. I always preferred the pickled onion, but it was a very rare crisp for me. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. They're too. Yeah. They're almost too big. They're obnoxiously big. Like just. I think that's the selling point, isn't it? Well, maybe, like yeah. I mean, yeah, you could have hands. Monster Munch and for it to just be like, oh, like it's got to be, it's got to make yeah. an impression. Never had Space Raiders. Uh, oh, I used to Are get Space Raiders, but it was remember. just because they were like 10p and now they cost the same as everything else. Like a house. No, the same as everything Massive else. The same Space as Raider house. <laughs> the same as other, <laughs> the other crisps. It's like Freddo's. Freddo's used to be a novelty because they were 10p. And now they cost the same as a normal chocolate bar. It's like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to buy it just because it's shaped like a frog. Yeah, I'm not frog mental. No, 
just gotta just trying to be economic yeah yeah mm. well it's fair it's fair enough yeah you know, monster munch uh polite dog shit trees yeah seems odd yeah so uh, weird weird wonderful week that's good uh yeah. all right uh, a few things from me um uh, china has banned sissies uh, there are to be no more effeminate men on Chinese television. Banned. Banned. Like banning death last week. We're also banning effemininity. Yeah. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> Pre- <laughs> President Xi Jinping has called for a national rejuvenation with tighter, co- with tighter Communist Party control of business, education, culture and religion. Companies and the public are under increasing pressure to align with its vision for a more powerful China and healthier society. And broadcasters must resolutely put an end to sissy men and other abnormal aesthetics, the TV regulator said. Using an insulting <laughs> slang term for effeminate men, Niang Pao, or literally girly guns. Apparently that's... A... Niang, Niang Pao sounds amazing. Yeah. It sounds like a punch that Batman would throw. <laughs> you know, it doesn't sound effeminate, but I guess in their language, maybe. Girly guns. Again, it's a bit of a mixed message, that. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's funny because I've, I always find, like... Uh, I did, let's put it this way, right? I imagine if you make these insane legal de- declarations, your society, your society will change in some way. But like, it feels like it's just a result in more male suicides. Yeah, that's what it feels like, and not from effeminate people. I think everyone's got an effeminate side that they, you know, get in touch with every now and then. I love a good musical. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but if I couldn't like belt out, you know, I've never sang Rent, but I don't know. If I couldn't, if I couldn't belt out. You know, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe the world be a worse place. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fair enough. I think everyone has that Mental. kind of side to them, and that's absolutely fine. Um, I, I, I think the the uh, people I've seen talking about um, China's effort to make like cultural change have said it's 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 kind of a reflection, uh, like an opposite reflection of what's going on in the U.S. They said as the as men in the U.S. get kind of like more effeminate and I don't know pathetic, um, the the ch- uh, China has a has a want to make their men more masculine. Um, but like, what what men are becoming more effeminate in America? Oh, uh, they're pe- talking about like you know the Twitter army. Yeah, they're talking about woke idiots and uh, male online. feminists and soy boys and vegans and. The the point zero zero one percent of the population like oh well we're going to react to that yeah making yeah but it also illegal yeah but also the big push to, <laughs> to 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 tell men like oh it's okay to cry and all of that it's like yeah we know <laughs> we know like I, but China says no yeah China no China says no we need to abolish all of that and men are to be men um, because they uh, it, it's um it's a push for them to be a more dominant global power they are the dominant global power right more dominant global power e- more than themselves more <laughs> uh rules that-, that time where we just didn't give you any of your medicine yeah we're gonna do that more more do that on a bigger scale china <laughs> we're keeping the rain massive all right deal yeah. with it <laughs> 
Um, rules that took effect Wednesday, on Wednesday limit anyone under the age of 18 to, th uh, to three hours per week of online games and prohibit play yeah. on school days. Did you hear about that one? I saw that. I, I didn't read into it. I saw the articles. Like, I see like a weird. But it's thing another to one. It's do. it's part of the cultural change and everything. They're they're trying to stop the the idolation of uh, celebrity, and, like abolish all that. You like Kardashians? Fuck Kardashians. No. Um, which, do you like Lego? Uh, Fuck off. Yeah. Um, but then with with computer games, they're just like, well, it's not useful to our society, so you can do it for an hour a day, and that's it. No, but of course, but again, it's the whole context argument. It's like, yeah, maybe like I don't know. Some computer, most computer games probably are like more bad for you. But you take like Grand Theft Auto, for example, the amount of uh, self awareness map reading, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, not to run over the person that is, is the side quest. Yeah. Don't run them over, don't kill them, because then you fail the mission. It's a good life lesson. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I, I'm, I'm in the minority here because I was never. I, apart from a few periods of my life, I was never really like a massive video game person. Like I like them, but I don't play a lot of them. Um, mm. But like, I think if at any point in the recent times I was playing for an hour a day, that was probably a lot for me. Well, I, I, I see it as more of like the, the way that society's going when it's being more remote and more online. And it just feels like computer games are going to eventually evolve into, you know, gardening, virtual reality gardening, where you're in your living room doing your gardening and there's a drone in your garden. Well, yeah. And like, it's just that whole, I mean, you did that whole like mobile, um, you know, like a day log that when you logged doing certain things, you got points or something oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah you gamifying so like, your life, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And I reckon they'll probably just do that with loads more stuff. I mean, like the, the amount of uh, Euro trucking simulators there are, why not let them drive a truck? Yeah. You know, and obviously there'll be security stuff around it, but it's like you could probably get somebody to gamify all those kind of things. Well, so it seems weird to work against something that's growing. That's the in thing. The it's 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 popularity. kind of dumb. Like I, I understand that's the drone the... program, isn't it? Huh? Like the drone pro the drone program runs off of gamers. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Because that's how their interface works. You go, well, it's how things going to evolve into more stuff. But, yeah. I I mean, yeah, I understand um, the. I, I understand the whole banning sissies thing. It's not to say, like, I agree with it, but, like, the actual kind of through line of what they're saying, like, okay, I can... You're trying to control a culture, I find, like, that I, that makes sense. I don't agree with it at all, but that there's a through line of, of common sense there. But the banning computer games thing is just, like, well, you... I mean... When, when, before computer games existed, you didn't limit the amount of time that people people could read books for. You mm. just it, like the people still had leisure time. Not as but much. I think people worked harder, like um, sort of fifty, sixty years ago. Actually, I, I'm almost certain they did. But um, I, I... Well, it just depends. Like it's like uh, it's the same as like prohibition. You go like that was an idea to ban alcohol, but it's impossible to police. Yeah. Completely what people drink, let alone how people walk. Yeah. Oh, he's walking effeminately, put him in prison. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> what are you doing? You know, that handshake was a little soft. 
go to prison. <laughs> I don't think this is like ever going to be justifiably used. It's going to be used corruptly, I guess. The, yeah. I guess that's, you know, why not if you're in a disagreement with someone in a business deal, have them put in prison for singing along in the car <laughs> to a Beyonce song. <laughs> wow. No, well, that's our deal now. Your yeah. stock's going to plummet. It's going to be corrupt, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, in other news, only a short one, there's only one comment on it. Uh, the head of Russia's Communist Party has come forward with a shocking revelation that this week that Jesus Christ was, in fact, the first communist. Oh, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> Comrade <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, community of Jesus. Led by Comrade Jesus, <laughs> controller of minds. <laughs> uh um, yeah, the main slogan of communism, he who, he who does not work shall not eat, is written in the Apostle Paul's second epistle of Thessal- Thessalonians, uh, found in the New Testament. Didn't he give loads of fish? He gave, like, loads of fish to the unemployed, didn't he? Uh, uh, yeah, but then it was like a magic fish, which is, which makes perfect sense if That's you're talking communist. about communism. Oh, yeah, we can give everyone, we can feed everyone. We've got magic food. Yeah, we'll give everyone wine, and it won't be watered down, because it'll be water to begin with. Yeah. Sounds fair. Sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, In in other news, the US government has launched an investigation into why uh, the McDonald's ice cream machines are always broken. All right. Um, The FTC... (laughs) (laughs) Top-level security? Yeah, it was odd to me that it had gone to that point. The, The government had been like... Look, your ice cream machines are always broken. I want a milkshake. I want now, answers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> FTC has sent letters to McDonald's franchises this past summer regarding what's going on with their ice cream machines. Uh, McDonald's claims to understand the frustrations and has devoted a team uh, to solving the issue, but still the franchise owners say that they're tired of being the butt of many jokes. Um, okay. I mean... <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand why it eats away at you that much. Well, like, they pulled out of Afghanistan. I mean, they got to invade something, right? McDonald's. Invade McDonald's. Invade ourselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Give us all your Do ice you creams. Sure. There aren't any. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about McFlurry? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I've seen that as like a buzzword YouTube video. It's like loads of people have these conspiracy conspiracy theories about it. Yeah, never. Um, been I a, watched a, quite an in-depth McDonald's. one actually a while ago. Um, there's basically like, and uh, I I imagine it's it's sort of proven but covered up or just being ignored or whatever. But it's McDonald's has got is um, has got a contract with another company that it owns in order to fix. To, that, that this company supplies the ice cream machines um, and they are made to be incoherent and pretty faulty. But McDonald's says to their franchisees, you have to have this ice cream machine because it's a franchise. Like, they can order what kind of equipment you use. So they sell these faulty machines to them and every time they break down, um, the, the franchisees have to pay this other company to come and fix them. And that money goes back to McDonald's. It's essentially a weird kind of fucked up partnership that they've got with them. Well, it's like, isn't that uh, how McDonald's business works? Is they don't make that much money off the food. They make all their money off of the rent for the buildings. 
Yeah, that it's makes a sense. real estate company rather than a, a restaurant company. Yeah, I think I've seen a few things about something like that. Yeah, but yeah, why not invade it? Yeah, get get it get it to rights. Hang um, Ronald McDonald in the street, <laughs> <laughs> like they did Saddam Hussein. Yeah. Uh, um, in other news, U.S. officials have stated that they are unsure of the whereabouts of Republican Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen, who went rogue to rescue people in Afghanistan. Don't know where he is. Congressman. Afghanistan, I think. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Yeah. I'll go deal with it. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, if you, you're at a town hall meeting for your local... <laughs> local thing like you have to get in you 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 want to get the parks cleaned up there's too many old crisp packets there you're at at like a dog show like like the judge of the dog show just had to pop away (laughs) where is he (laughs) afghanistan yeah he's rescuing all those people the mayor has gone awol (laughs) (laughs) mayor has invaded afghanistan Um, Mark Wayne Mullen uh, has gone rogue to travel to Taliban-controlled Afghanistan on a rescue mission in the face of multiple warnings not to do so by the Pentagon and the State Department, and now nobody knows where he is. Um, <laughs> Mullen is not a veteran, but does have uh, a, uh, a pre-congressional career as a mixed martial artist. So that's something. Oh, he's been to Airsoft. That's <laughs> probably fine. Yeah, yeah. Probably he knows fine. a... No, he knows knows a, a bit of MMA. That's good against machine guns and that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like ordnance, roadside IEDs, all that kind. You'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, I understand it. Cool. Like, if you're in Congress, away. you're looking to you're looking to like climb the ranks and everything. Like, what better than going to Afghanistan to clean up the shithole that the fucking the government's plunged it into and come back with the heads of a load of Taliban people and be and like that'll get you some votes. <laughs> Yeah, but isn't it like isn't like invading another country against the law or something oh, that yeah. they're at peace with? I think yeah, yeah. So you'll go to prison, but we'll get voted in. But yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Grabbing them by the Taliban to quote a presidential <laughs> expression. Um, and finally, Taliban fighters are said to feel angry and betrayed by the U.S. after discovering oh. that military equipment left behind at Kabul airport had been disabled. Oh, they turned off the fighter jets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. The, the US... Do you know how to turn them on? Not anymore. <laughs> I know the old ones. Decommissioned 27 Humvees and uh, 73 aircraft before leaving Kabul, Kabul Airport on Monday to ensure that they can never be used again. Uh, they are disappointed, they are angry, and they say that they feel betrayed because all of the equipment is broken beyond repair, said the report. Um, <laughs> it added that the Taliban group expected the Americans to leave helicopters in one piece for them to use... Uh, uh, as the new government in charge of Afghanistan. The, well, it's just, just a weird thing. Is they're the good guys now. So, like... It's bullshit. They're not the good anything. Well, they're, they're the government. And Amer- didn't they go there to start a government or something? I don't know. But it's <laughs> like they peacefully taken it. I don't think it's... Well, I don't think it was a... I think there was five... Well, there was... There were bombings at the airport. Advance. There have been people beheaded. There was a video that I saw the other day of someone being hung from a helicopter. <laughs> like a travelling circus. Like it's, Look at our incredibly hanging man. It's just, it's just <laughs> chaos, and that's the, that's the, it's horrific, obviously, but like that's the funniest thing about watching like the press conferences of like, oh yes, we'll treat women correctly, they can get an education, and everything. Meanwhile, there's someone hanging from a helicopter in the background. <laughs> 
it's like this is the government now. Like, I th you know, I don't at think what it's, point? At I don't think point? it's going to last. I think I think they're just they're going to go back at some point, and it's just going to carry on. Just like the, like turning it off and then on again. Yeah. Get everyone out. We'll I go mean, back there's, in. There's plenty of tinfoil hat theories that say, well, um, they they never wanted to leave in the first place, so so leave in the worst place possible, and then we've got every justifiable excuse to send people back in. And that seems to be what's fucking happening. Or just like the simple one of like, it's just too expensive. That it's not getting anything out of it. And yeah. It's just giving them PR well, it's relations. It's just like you've had 20 years. If you were trying to fix it, it, you would have lasted longer than the two days it took them to undo everything that you did. Well, wasn't it like the uh, it was the uh, the forces that they trained to you know look after people just didn't fight in the in the combat that just, started to just, well yeah you win yeah oh, put, okay. just put down their weapons most of the time, um, and the, and then yeah. the ones that did fight um, there, there weren't there, there wasn't enough enough of them left the numbers were inflated massively I think they said they like. They they said oh we've got they got three hundred thousand fighters and it was actually something closer to like ten thousand, like mm. it's it just the whole thing's a fuck up and I, I don't know too much about it I just know that it's a massive fuck up. I remember there, there was a thing I didn't look too much into about a guy who was like trying to rescue animals from Afghanistan. Oh, there when was there a, was like people. Yeah, there was there was a woman that's, like... that's stuck over there. She, she's a, a U.S. woman that's um, because they they wouldn't let her fly the animals back. And I think she's got like 130 dogs or something like that. Mm. And it's like, I mean, I'm I'm 100% team dog. Like, totally get it. And I completely understand why you'd stay behind. Um, mm. But I also understand why in an emergency evacuation thing, like when they're leaving people behind, why they're not taking the dogs. Well, it's like there's babies on the barbed wire fences bleeding yeah. to death. And you're like, yeah, but I want to take this budgery car. Yeah. Like, can I just do that instead of that dying baby? Yeah. Like, oh, what, well, what if I tie it situation. to the side of the plane just so it knows where it's going? Yeah, it's put on a leash. Yeah. <laughs> if we can hang people from helicopters, we can tie buddies to planes. <laughs>